0: One book of the Bible was forbidden in ancient times. On this episode, we're going to look at the Song of Solomon. So stay with us.
1: Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse.
0: Hey, welcome, friends. My name is Justin Kim, and you're watching Inverse. In the studio with me are my three brethren, Sebastian, Jonathan, and Israel. And our sisters are are on break this episode. We are in episode five (laughs) on our arc on the topic of biblical sexuality. So if you have minors in the area, we do want to warn you that our... Uh, topic is a bit of a sensitive matter, so uh, viewer's discretion is advised. We're going to Solomon, Song of Solomon, chapter 8, verse 6 and 7, but before we read scripture, we always want to pray for the Lord's blessing. So, Sebastian, can you bless us?
2: Yes, let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for giving us your word, its ability to speak to every dimension of the human experience. And Lord, as we look at oneness, the very prayer that Jesus prayed that we would have with you, Lord, that you may teach us through your word today how to experience that in a covenant relationship of marriage. This is our prayer, and we offer this prayer from our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Amen.
0: Israel, chapter
3: 8, verse 6 and 7, please. It says, Set me as a seal upon your heart, for love is as strong as death, jealousy as cruel as the grave. Its flames are flames of fire, a most vehement flame. Many waters cannot quench love, nor can the floods drown it. If a man could give for love all the wealth of his house, it would be utterly despised.
0: Okay. Jonathan, can you share a little about what you know about the book of Solomon, the mm-hmm. song of Solomon? Mm-hmm. Uh, it is, as I mentioned at the top of the show, it's a forbidden book. It was in in, in ancient times. Uh, I read somewhere that it, uh, uh, that uh, young people were not allowed to read it until their carnal nature was <laughs> was dead. And uh, I don't I don't know how how they I would gauge that, that yeah. and when that was the appropriate time.
4: Right. So um, yeah, uh, it is an interesting book. Yeah. No, it, so share it with certainly was. Just give
0: is. Us a, a brief, um, whatever you know.
4: So first thing, uh, first thing, sort this, this is an incredibly poetic book. Mm. Okay, mm. it's poetry through and through, and when you read it at first, you can be like, a little confused about what's going on here. Like, there's all this nature uh, <laughs> description of nature, and like, and then he describes a woman really weirdly, like not typical what we would you know do today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's a poetic book, and it's actually a really, really powerful and beautiful uh, description of a love relationship between uh, a man and a woman. Uh, here in the, in this book, it's Solomon and the Shulamite, mm-hmm. and it's it's basically the the process of them. You know they are in love, they get engaged, and they get married, and they celebrate. You know love and uh, the the holiness uh, or the the beauty the beauty of God's love really that God had intended. But this is what's going on here. Um, but it's very descriptive, mm-hmm. um, and so that's why some people find it a little like, oh, how does this fit into the Bible? Yeah. Um. But it's it, it's a it's a poetic <laughs> it's a poem of love uh, describing a love relationship, mm-hmm. um, uh, a married love relationship.
0: Yeah, who are the two lovers here? Who is the the protagonist, uh, Sebastian? Who is the male and female?
2: Well, we have uh, King Solomon yeah. as the protagonist, yes. and the Bible tells us also in 1 Kings that Solomon wrote 1,005 songs. Mm-hmm. So when he says this is the song of songs, mm-hmm. right, so this is an experience that Solomon really wanted to encapsulate. Mm-hmm. But then we have, as we're introducing the first part of the book, of the Shulamite woman. Mm-hmm. She's not really given a specific name, mm-hmm. Uh, but it's very clear that she is the character w- with, with with which Solomon is interacting with mm-hmm. as this sort of love story unfolds. And I think that's what makes it very profound as a book and as an experience with these two characters, a king and a woman who's really nameless and not anything significant. Right. Mm-hmm. She's not the queen of another kingdom. She's not a political marriage. This is literally just about two people in love. Mm-hmm. And I think that makes it very um relatable to the average person, but also a little bit surreal, because it's like, can you imagine... A king being in love with you mm. at the same time as just an average person
0: no we know later on solomon had I always, I always forget it was 700 uh concubines and 300 wives or 300 mm-hmm. concubines and 700 well anyway a yeah. thousand women in his life right <laughs> um and israel like how do we know that i mean is this the same solomon wasn't solomon he, this is the mr playboy guy mm. and he's writing this love poem should we take this seriously or what's that yeah. background
3: well, it's important for us to consider the life of Solomon. And what's beautiful about Scripture is that it doesn't hide the fact that human beings were fallen. Mm. And what's beautiful about the life of Solomon is that it portrays actually the, the, the contrast in the human experience, right? Like Solomon was the wisest man that ever lived, yet mm-hmm. he made the biggest mistakes that any foolish person would ever make. Mm-hmm. Right Here now you have a picture uh, of poetry, of mm-hmm. a person who's madly in love, and yet he made a lot of mistakes with that very same topic. Mm-hmm. And right. so in his journey... He's now writing from the perspective of this is what I've learned in life. Mm-hmm. I've gone through a situation where I've had a lot of uh, substitutes for love, but this is what love ultimately boils down to. I've had a lot of experiences where I used human wisdom or judgment or passion ruled my life, mm-hmm. and now this is the experience of, you know, looking back in, in, in the book of Proverbs and, and so forth. This is what the conclusion of the matter is, or in the Ecclesiastes. And so this, I think you definitely take... Uh, very seriously. A man who is in love, who's experienced what perhaps no other man would ever experience. Mm -hmm. You know, the ability to experiment with, you know, literally thousands of women and now it boils down
2: to his experience with just one woman. You know, Mm -hmm. Justin, it's Mm -hmm. such a critical lesson, you know, what Israel's bringing out is the ebb and flow of life Mm -hmm. and how our story is not really encapsulated in any one experience. Mm -hmm. We can experience sublime Um, moments of love like Song of Solomon and yet go through the very depths and gutters of society and love and sexuality like he also did, Mm -hmm. where he thought that he could use sexuality as a means of expanding power in the kingdom of God Mm -hmm. um, through these political marriages and eventually corrupted his own heart. And so to know that we can go through those hills and valleys, right, but God is still his God, God was still present, God was still working in his life, I think that the the, the, the this book is also an opportunity to let us know regardless of mistakes we may have made mm-hmm. or may make in the future it doesn't preclude us from the beauty of this experience
4: mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Uh, i'd like to go to a first song uh, of solomon chapter 1 and it, it just there is some 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 clues about uh, the the woman here Ch- chapter 1 verse 8 the bible says if you do not know O Ferris the monk woman follow in the footsteps of the flock and feed your little goats beside the shepherd tents. I have compared you, my love, to my filly among Pharaoh's chariots. And then talks about the cheeks and the neck there. We'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> we find that this is one of, uh, not one of, this is Solomon's first marriage mm-hmm. to, to Pharaoh's daughter. Uh, so she was of royalty, but this was not a political marriage that, mm-hmm. that we see happening later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, and in, in this first section, that the, these two were courting, and they're is a certain level of of uh of love and in dating going on Mm -hmm. but there's a certain limit they only go to they don't go beyond that and then we see there is a wedding ceremony that happens later on and and then after that they experience all the joys of, Mm -hmm. of physical intimacy after that uh but we see that this is this is pharaoh's daughter uh this is um one of this is
4: his first marriage his his first love if you will it's beautiful that this book is included in the bible yes. uh, in in fact uh, i know that the the hebrews they really see this as one of the m- one of the most important books in mm. the old testament mm-hmm. uh, because as we're going to see later on it really describes uh, it gives us a glimpse of what the love of god is like mm-hmm. but i think it's 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 awesome that this is in the bible mm-hmm. because it shows that god actually cares about human relationships in a very deep uh, way especially marriage he he, I mean, he created marriage. Mm-hmm. And so here we see, very poetically, described what that love is all about. Mm-hmm. And that it's okay to be in love mm-hmm. madly in love it's mm-hmm. okay to um, like pa- there is a place for passion uh, and a place for uh for, for the sexual experience uh to to and where there's, a, a f- there's this book gives freedom to the sexual experience within the marriage context mm-hmm. uh, and, and brings also in the aspect of holiness mm-hmm. uh, which you know especially in chapter eight mm-hmm. and I, I what i'm trying to say is i'm I'm excited that this book is in the Bible because it really helps us to see uh, that that the sexual experience God has a place for it mm-hmm. and he put it right at the center of the word of God so mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. a really beautiful thing
0: well I appreciate that you mentioned it's is, is poetry and it's yes. Hebrew poetry this is not you know ra, 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 roses, roses, are roses are red, are red blue, blue. you know sugar sweetens or you know, whatever <laughs> by the way don't ever use that for, for, okay. for your uh, um, anyway, I want to give you an example <laughs> go to uh, chapter 7 mm-hmm. chapter 7 verse 2 uh, I just find this to be humorous again this is my humor, humorous angle <laughs> in reading scripture in chapter 7 verse 2, your navel is a rounded goblet. Your waist is a heap of wheat and set about with lilies. This, this, this is not the greatest visual, right? I mean, <laughs> she has this, this pot belly and, you know, when's the last time, you know, you saw your wives and you're like, wow, she looks like a round goblet. Like, that's not the most romantic <laughs> things to say. Right. No. <laughs> Uh, you see that all throughout uh, later on it was at verse 4 your neck is an ivory tower so it's like really long I mean he's like you look like a giraffe girl like right <laughs> what, what's going on but this shows you that there's a difference between Western modern poetry and uh, ancient poetry. Mm-hmm. And rather than the physical uh, l- a likeness, mm-hmm. it's more of the experience that one has. Mm-hmm. And so, if you are a warrior back in their day, and you're climbing up a mountain, and you're about to take a city, and, uh, and at the top of this this mountain, you come into an ivory tower. You're like, whoa! You like, right. you see this like it's all white, and it's it's made out of ivory. And it's, it's, it's it's you see this impregnable fortress. Mm-hmm. That is the experience that one has. Upon seeing mm-hmm. his his wife's mm-hmm. neck, in it. that yeah. sense, yes, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the the verse two, a heap of wheat and set about with lilies. Well, I mean, in, a, in an agrarian society, a heap of wheat, is plentifulness, it's harvest time, it's happiness, and right. there's lilies around, there's flowers, it's just a happy time <laughs> or whatever. And then you see, he sees this, the stomach of, of his wife. Ah, hey, it's a happy time. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, it's more experiential yeah. than the than the physical likeness.
2: Correct, yeah. and I think and I think that's important that. The book, Being Inspired by God Through the Holy Spirit, is showing us that that's the direction we need to be going when it comes to marital sexuality. Mm, mm. That we need to be stepping away from the what what the world wants to do is make it a hedonistic physical fleshly sensual mm-hmm. simple expression which is about the sensual aspects rather than the bible is trying to point us to something higher much more noble mm-hmm. in which the experience like you said of a of a soldier conquering you know getting to the top of a tower as a, there's a certain respect in that very um, figure of speech for his for his bride and his love, but then there's also a sense of emotional connection mm-hmm. that this isn't just about the physical dimensions of her neck. This is about the emotional connection yes. that the access and the beauty and the, um, the, uh, the 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 sense of emotional outbursts I'm experiencing on the inside. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to give it expression, yes. and I think that's what poetry is so well suited for mm-hmm. to express in a poetic fashion what you can't just say in a regular, you know, subject and verb agreement type sentence. Mm -hmm.
0: When we come back after the break, we're going to look at the apex of the Song of Solomon. This is Inverse. I'm Justin Kim.
4: We'll be back.
1: Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, Join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion.
0: Welcome back. In Song of Solomon, chapter 8, verse 6 and 7, this is the apex of this forbidden book. Uh, read with us in verse 6 Set me as a seal upon your heart, as a seal upon your arm for love is as strong as that. This is some intense words here, okay? Mm-hmm. So if you will, we've been going into a lot of poetry, a lot of imagery, and all of a sudden towards the end, we're getting to some um, hardcore commitment. Uh, there's some uh, sealing going on. Yeah. Yep. Israel, uh, share with us what's going on in verse 6 and 7.
3: Well, What's important for us to understand regarding scripture is the fact that love and intimacy is something that is so important to God that the the purpose of the gospel, among other things, is to help bring about in the human mind the purity and the beauty of this human relationship. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, we talked about a little bit earlier about the fact that, you know, um, Solomon uses this, you know, very you know comical in some situations ways of expressing the beauty of his of his uh of his, his wife. wife yeah mm-hmm. now b- b- i think most importantly here what the, the what the apex of the passage tells us is that it's describing love mm-hmm. and that's some, something important for us to ponder there's a huge difference between sex and love mm-hmm. you know and a lot of times in this generation specifically and we sure tend to we kind of together. mix them together mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. now any person who has ever been in love with someone and experienced intimacy in this in this way is going to come up with crazy stuff, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, you
2: know. That. Tell us, Israel. Tell you,
3: us. You know that. You know that Solomon is in love because he comes up with some crazy stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what you
2: come up with, Israel? Tell I us. I can't that. tell you, bro. I
3: can, it's a forbidden <laughs> book. So, so, um, but at the at the at the apex of everything essentially he brings something so love has affected Solomon so much so that he equates it with death itself right Mm. it's like love is as strong as death and as a matter of fact that is when you really think about it it is the very apex of the gospel itself Mm -hmm. like the love that God has for us is even greater than the love that we can have for each other because our love is as strong as death Mm. his love is stronger than death Mm -hmm. and so It it gives you a picture, and this is what a lot of times just really, really blows my mind in that the love of God is greater than any kind of uh, closeness that I can experience even with the person on this side of the earth that I love the most. Mm. And if Solomon comes up with crazy stuff like that because he loves his wife, Mm. how much crazier must God be that he would give his own son in order to have this kind of a relationship with Mm -hmm. us, a relationship that is beyond the greatest kind of intimacy ever Mm -hmm. experienced.
2: Mm -hmm. You know, Justin, one of the other things you see in the text there in verse six to continue to build off of Israel's comments is it says, for love is as strong as death, jealousy as cruel as the grave. And so this very common poetic use in the Bible and Hebrew poetry of repetition of thought rather than sound gives you this sense of what fascinated me about this passage as its apex is the relationship between love and jealousy in Solomon's mind. Mm -hmm. We typically think of jealousy as a negative thing. Mm -hmm. Right. We think of jealousy as like, oh, man, that person is envious of your position. They want to take something from you for themselves. Right. Their own glory. But he says he compares love to jealousy in the sense of possession hood. Right. There's a sense of like when you're in love with something that is yours Mm -hmm. and you're jealous over that thing. And he says that jealousy is as cruel as the grave, because when you think about the love that you have for your children or you think about the love that you have for your spouse, there's a jealousy present, mm-hmm. right, to, I mean, and, 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 and I love the fact that he uses the word cruel as the grave, mm-hmm. because that really drives us home to the connection that I feel with this other person is so powerful, right, that literally he equates that power to the strength of death. He creates its cruelty, protect that which it possesses and it loves to the grave like the grave doesn't care right it spares no person Mm -hmm. doesn't Mm -hmm. matter your rank doesn't matter your wealth doesn't matter your position and that's exactly how you feel about a person you love like i don't if i took my wife out and the president of the united states or the king of saudi arabia or whoever disrespected my wife like even though i might be terrified in my mind like man this is the king of saudi arabia or whatever but because it's my wife And my lover, like, there's no way I could go home as a husband Mm -hmm. and face my wife knowing I did not defend her Mm -hmm. in a public situation of shame. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's the sort of uh, line that he is drawing Mm -hmm. that love. says, look, I will spare no one, no person at any time in any situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm
4: -hmm. So what Solomon is doing here, really, he's building up... uh, in this, in this, as you said, this apex, he's building these blocks of just showing what real true love, mm-hmm. how powerful it is. Mm-hmm. And so we, we, we see uh, the aspect of commitment and faithfulness, you know, seal upon your heart, seal upon your arm, love as strong as death, Israel, uh, you know, expounded on that. Uh, Sebastian just showed us the aspect of jealousy, and then he continues, he talks about its flames are flames of fire, uh, a most vehement flame. I mean, in the Hebrew here, it actually talks about, um, uh, you can It can also be translated as it is as flames, like the flame of Yah, which is a short form of Yahweh. So the mm-hmm. flames of God, what does that even mean? Mm-hmm. And if you can quickly go to Daniel, if that's okay, mm-hmm. Daniel chapter 7, mm-hmm. um, and here in verse 9 and 10. Little did
0: you know we'd be covering sexuality, but also going to prophecy as yes. well. Daniel, <laughs> chapter seven.
4: Daniel chapter 7. And then here verse... Chapter
0: 7, verse, which, which verse
4: there? Uh, verse 9 and 10.
0: Verse and 9 and 10. By the way, if you're curious about the topic of Daniel, you can go to <laughs> inversebible.org and go to our past Bible study guide on the book of Daniel, which covers Daniel chapter 7. But I have a feeling Jonathan is not going to talk about prophecy here right
4: now. He's not quite. Right now. Mm. In Daniel 7, we get a little insight into the throne room of God, the okay. most holy place. The end of verse uh, 9, it says here, it talks about his throne was a fiery flame, mm. he wheels a burning fire. Verse 10, a fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. Talking about God's throne and thousands served him. That's it. That's all I wanted to look at. Okay. But if we take it back now, back now, no prophecy. (laughs) like, love is not prophetic. It's all right. (laughs) But we see Solomon building these blocks. And now he takes us into the most holy place of the heavenly sanctuary. Mm -hmm. He takes us to the throne of God that is described as fiery. In other passages in the Bible, you see that again as Mm -hmm. fire aspect.
2: Our Lord is a consuming fire.
4: And he's saying now that the the experience in marriage of love and the celebration of that in the sexual and intimate act is like the flame of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so you see a lot of fire in the throne room. Room. But here it's like it's like a little it's like a flame. Mm-hmm. It's so what you are what he's saying here that the most the deepest experience you can have in the most holy you know sexual encounter is a glimpse mm-hmm. of what the love of God is like, mm-hmm. of what the character of God is like, and everything that flows from God. So the, the mm-hmm. ultimate selflessness. As you said, we can experience a glimpse of that, but God's love is even stronger than that because it has conquered death. So it's just that. That this apex, he's from all this poetry and the funny part, he really takes us to to a, a level really that sublime is sublime and sub-
0: sacred. Yes. It's uh, powerful direction that we're mm-hmm. going in. It's we're getting these droplets mm-hmm. of a Shekinah glory right. in our our experiences between two people, right? Mm-hmm. To mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and I really believe that this this flame is so fervent and so hot. Yes, that's why the institution of marriage was given to protect yes. this fire. Right. right. Uh, without that 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 protection this fire can go astray and burn and hurt and yeah. and, and cause all this all this problem mm-hmm. right and and we see that sexuality is good but we, what do you see i mean it's caused us so much havoc in society but with marriage and not just marriage as it is but under biblical principles mm-hmm. of marriage yeah what we'll cover in, in in future episodes that we can experience this the sublime uh, what you describe the sacred mm-hmm. of the inner precincts of the most holy place. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. and in a, and and it's important for us to know Note that uh, you know intimacy in the in the context of marriage is designed to teach us hmm. about the very character yes. of God <laughs> and the beauty of the love of God. Right, and when you think about when you think about. Intimacy. When you think about love, so here passion is controlled by love, the principle of love. Mm-hmm. Love is not just a feeling; it, it it has those aspects of it, but it's beyond that a principle. It's a feeling that is controlled by principle. Yeah, uh, it's a controlled flame. And in in when you think about the love that exists between two individuals, especially within the context of marriage, it can be. There's a very fine line, a very fine difference between that which is slavery and that which is love, Mm -hmm. right? Like if you think about all the different things we have to do in life in order to please our spouses, to make them happy, in order to make the home a a little miniature heaven, If, if you were to write down on a piece of paper and share with someone who has never experienced love, these are the things that I have to do in order to make my spouse happy. Mm-hmm. People would look at that. It sound
0: like a slavery. Yeah, it, it, look yeah. Like it slavery. would look like yes. slavery. Mm-hmm.
3: And, and that, that's what happens when a person that never has experienced love relates to what love looks like. Mm-hmm. However, if you share that with an individual who knows love, mm-hmm. they immediately grasp yeah. what you're trying to do. And so in a, very, in a very similar situation, when you experience intimacy with an individual, it requires an element, always will require an element of selflessness mm-hmm. in order for you to have an intimate expression of love. Now, sexuality, sex, that can be very, very selfish. Mm-hmm. But the flame of Yahweh, sexuality within the context of, of, of the Bible always has this element of selflessness, making making uh, love with an individual, taking their needs
2: before yours and this element mm-hmm.
3: of expression. You know, it's mm-hmm.
2: it's really profound what Israel's saying because that, that completely mm-hmm. explains why Solomon goes in verse 7 and says, many waters cannot quench love, mm-hmm. but you can quench its false comparisons and counterfeits. Mm-hmm. Right? If you just strictly go into the sexual direction without the oneness, without the unity, without the serious connection mm-hmm. that we saw develop throughout the book between these two Individuals, waters can quench that, right? The waters of difficulties, the waters of financial stress, the waters of whatever it may be that floods that flame, Mm -hmm. then it dies. Yes. And I remember on my, um, the night before my wedding, you know, I was uh, hanging out with uh, my groomsmen and, you know, they were all giving me advice. And one of them, he said, you know, Sebastian, my, my prayer for you is that when the flames of romance have died, that you will still maintain the embers of commitment because as long as you have the embers of commitment, you can always get the flame of romance back. Mm. And that's always stuck with me throughout, you know, the 10 plus years of marriage to help me to understand mm. that what's going to get me back to those moments with my wife, whether that be physical intimacy, emotional intimacy, or spiritual intimacy, it's going to really be built on the embers of my commitment. Mm. And that's where the seal And the waters cannot quench that Mm -hmm. because even we have a little fire pit in my backyard and we tried to pour water and do all this stuff to put it out. When we were done, came back, it was still smoking. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you're like, I thought I buried this thing. And to me, that's what it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, with with true oneness and intimacy Mm -hmm. in a biblical sense. Like you may think you buried it. But even after all of that, you're still going to see the smoke in in the embers there. Mm -hmm. Jonathan?
4: Uh, You know, we've seen now this beautiful apex, and we've really dwelled on this, and what God has in store for us when it comes to love. But if you can go to verse 4 of chapter Mm 8, it says here, "...I charge you, O daughters of Jerusalem, do not stir up nor awaken." that kind of love mm-hmm. until it pleases and mm-hmm. in fact this um, it's this repeated throughout it's, yeah it's three book. four times in this yes. book uh, warning us but also encouraging us and what you were saying you know you, you don't want to just jump into sexual encounters all over the place mm-hmm. because you desire that love yes the desire for that kind of love is good God gave you a desire but he says wait until you find that person that you can commit to in marriage uh, where you can then really experience this profound kind of love mm-hmm. and and uh, you know instead of just going around and 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 not having that, you're not you're you're missing out. Mm-hmm. And so God is saying, I have something incredible for you, but don't rush it. L- let me guide you into that experience.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I love in verse six that there are two. two the word seal is mentioned twice. Mm-hmm. You see, sealing of the heart of the inside, and you sealing a sealing of the arm on the outside. You know, mm-hmm. this is an internal, external experience. It's physical. It's spiritual. I mean, everything that you guys are talking about. Yeah. But that, that word for sealing mm-hmm. is really it's a, it's a long long-term commitment. It's it's not temporary. It's not just merely physical. It's a one-time engagement. This is a before, during, after commitment... For the long haul, mm-hmm. yes. which is what marriage is. Marriage is just more than the, the thing that you sign for the law. Right. This is a seal that bonds the two together, yes. and that is the appropriate atmosphere for the flame of Yahweh to, to take yes. place. Amen. Hopefully that's your prayer to, if you are in, an, in a married uh, relationship, to have the flame of Yahweh burning hotly in your, in your experience. That's our prayer. Thanks for joining us here on Inverse. We'll see you next week as we continue the topic of biblical sexuality.